Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONECURCITYCAST20. Our 911 line has come under fire recently for long hold times and slow emergency response. But the city's Bureau of Emergency Communications, or BOIC, has been working hard to shorten response times all around. And just this month, they scored a big win. One of their dispatchers, Stephen Ziprich, was named North American 911 Dispatcher of the Year. Mayor Wheeler even declared an official day last week in appreciation of Stephen. So today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with him about everything that goes into being a 911 dispatcher, including what the deal is with the wait times and what's being done about it. It's Tuesday, July 18th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Congratulations on officially being honored as North America's 911 Dispatcher of the Year. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I didn't know it was a thing either. It's, it's true honor. It's really great. Tell me what a typical work day is like for you. Like, is it fast-paced and nerve-wracking as a 911 Lone Star would lead me to believe? Or do you just have like a lot of downtime and then somebody calls and then you're like on, you know, like, what's it like? Um, so I don't do only call taking, um, the, my title, uh, at the bureau is senior dispatcher. And so that means that I am trained in answering 911 calls and non-emergency calls as well as police dispatch and then fire and medical dispatch. And so my day, I work a typical 10 hour day. We see where we've been assigned, uh, various, um, spots throughout the day and, and then, you know, if you're on phones, you log into the phone system, get prepped. There's certain tools that I use um, in my call taking, and then my day begins. Yeah. So I'm. what I'm not hearing is uh, detailed uh, instructions on how to perform surgery or... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. How to give birth or how to not pull something out of an orifice. That's what I'm hearing. You're not doing these things, right? Okay. I'm not, but I might, the last two of those, well, probably probably (laughs) the giving birth thing, I could walk you through a childbirth. Because we, we that's part of our medical triage protocol is is childbirth instructions. So, oh, wow. but of the three of those things, that's the only one okay. that I would have exposure to. <laughs> well, let's talk about just nine one one calls on TV and movies and what they get wrong. Because uh, I can only yeah. imagine you watch these shows and you're like, would never enough. We would have been sued in two seconds. Like, oh my goodness. Tell yeah. me, like, what your biggest pet peeves are. Uh, uh, so I've not actually watched the the nine one one show that I've I've seen commercials and I so I've I've got a vague association to it. I have seen the movie The Call where she's a dispatcher working down in L A. and she gets this call of this girl who's 
like kidnapped in a burglary situation and and she goes all vigilante and <laughs> starts going after like do an investigation and like no but steven isn't that how you won this award <laughs> oh this? yeah i totally yeah yeah i <laughs> didn't you yeah. just bring down the entire catalytic converter <laughs> uh just ring wasn't that you alone steven <laughs> oh yeah totally that was me <laughs> You and just hearing yeah. the, a distant bird, and you're just like, they're in Beaverton. I know that call. Yeah, I recognize that sound. <laughs> so I will say that they did, um, in the movie, they have this person that calls, and she knows the guy by name without even, and like he knows her, and we do talk to people, the same people a lot. They, oh, they might have, they might okay. call 911, and it's, I think, every agency, every PSAP, public safety answering point or dispatch center has those people that's not abnormal so i actually really appreciated that they that they kind of called that out in the movie because that that is that is a thing at least here wow. in portland it is so I, I can only imagine that it's that way everywhere else too so yeah do you have a list of their names should we just shout them out now <laughs> <laughs> no i do not <laughs> sally sally out in southeast how's it going <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's i mean it makes sense but it's also just like wow you must have a lot of patience because i'd just be like no that's not an emergency yeah you know? why are you yeah. calling again the thing about it is that we don't there's no reader board sign that says the next call coming in is this you know chest pain or next call is cpr or the next call is you know a car stolen like it's just they call and and i i have to find out what they're calling about and yeah they you know it might be one of these people that we talk to a lot but that doesn't mean that deserve me listening to what they're saying and making sure that they're okay and that they're safe and that they they don't have a legitimate need to speak to the police or a medical issue. I mean, if we just yeah. completely disregard them because we recognize the phone number or we recognize if they're calling from a landline at their house and we recognize their name, it's not this, this, oh, it's just that person again. And so we can just whatever, you know. I mean, they still may have a legitimate reason to call. You're being very kind, Stephen. Um, <laughs> it's probably why you won this award. Uh, but is it, I'm like, is it illegal for you to share maybe the most non-emergency emergency call that you've received? Yeah. Um, so what is it, in answer to your question, is it illegal? To, I, <laughs> there's a, a people that work here at, at BOIC that are the research department and they, they get like public media requests for calls and those things get, re, certain things get redacted. So there's, you know, information that I can't share just because yeah, like I, and I don't want to, share too much because I'm just like, I don't know, like what part of this would not be okay. Um, mm -hmm. I, I wish that I could say that it's the ridiculous and the silly things that I, that I remember. I, I really don't. And part of that is because we take so many calls in a shift. Um, you know, I mean, if I'm, if I only work two hours of my day answering the phone, which is being abnormal, but if I only worked two hours answering the phone and each call averages two minutes, I mean, that's, that's 60 calls. Mm -hmm. that I'm going to take. Right. And so I get a lot. I, I will say that the thing that comes to mind is when there was a report of somebody call, screaming for help from inside of a dumpster that they fell into and <laughs> they couldn't get out. But it was, it was real. Somebody was like in there and they couldn't get out. Yeah. Somebody really was in there and couldn't get out. I'm glad it wasn't trash day. 
<laughs> See, that would be yeah. that would definitely be a nine one one Lone Star, by the way. But it would have been trash yeah. day, and then they would have called <laughs> you in the trash can as like, and you'd have to like figure out which dumpster so they wouldn't compact. Like yeah. that would be the episode, Stephen. Stop that truck. Stop that truck. <laughs> just, you just slowly running, just slow motion running after any garbage truck. Just throwing your headsets down. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll be talking about the long hold times that some people experience when they call 911. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I ask about these, you know, like how many non-emergency calls you're getting because we've heard a ton recently. I'm sure you've also, you know, had this feedback about how Portland's emergency response has been really slow recently. But that Mm. is from our perspective, mm-hmm. like, what are you seeing? Like, what, you know, what's going on? Like, with um, that, you know, that you're seeing why people would think this. Yeah, sure. I know that it's really hard for people when they have to wait for a really long time, for minutes on the phone, on hold mm-hmm. because nobody's answering. It's, it's definitely hard on them, and like, they're the ones in the midst of all of their all. Of whatever it is. Um, but it's hard on us too. Uh, you know, um, I said recently that the call, the caller that I'm talking to, when I answer the phone, that person is my world for however long that call goes. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I have eyes and I can see that our, we have a reader board, but our phone system shows us how many calls are waiting. And that gets, that can get stressful for people, for us as call takers, dispatchers to mm-hmm. see how long people have to hold. It's really, it really is heart-wrenching for us. Um, and so just know that while we're talking to somebody else and helping them, we're trying to get them the help that we can. And we know that you're waiting and we're trying to get through the calls. Mm-hmm. Stephen, how long have you been at this position? I've been a dispatcher with Portland for 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. And in those 10 years, have you noticed that, I mean, I don't want you to speculate. I don't want you to feel like you have to speak about policy or any of this because that's not why we're here. We're here to talk, you know, mm-hmm. to, to talk to you and to congratulate you. But um, I'm curious. In those ten years, have you found more frequent calls? Like, I'm just curious if it's like people are waiting because there's just more calls, or mm-hmm. if it's a combo of more calls and then less, you know, dispatchers because uh, there have been. Uh, reports of uh, 911 being understaffed is what we're hearing. 
Yeah, sure. Um, well, there's Portland's seen a lot of uh, population growth. And I mean, we're not just Portland either. We're also all of Multnomah County. So we answer 911 for all of Multnomah County. And um, so with the population growth that, that those other cities in Multnomah County have experienced as well has increased the call volume. And mm -hmm. and then with the, the 2020 um, protesting and all of that stuff, I am fortunate that I, I didn't work nights when all of that was going on. So a majority of insanely high call volume happened during the night or the nighttime hours. All of those things play a part. And then with people retiring and mm -hmm. um, the, yeah, there's been a drop in the number of people of what we would consider senior dispatchers who are answering the phone. But they... Even on top of that, we're always hiring. And um, we just uh, had our like largest applicant pool come through, which is really great. And they did a whole bunch of hiring and, and stuff. So people are being trained. There's constantly people in rotate, uh, ro rotating through their training. And training takes a long time. And they're constantly coming up the ranks. And we have a lot more people that have, that have gone through the training and have been certified and and doing the job on their own without a coach. So what I'm hearing is help is coming. Yes. So that should alleviate some of that stress. That's great. Yes. To, that's good to hear, Stephen, because your job is already stressful as it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> without, without there being a, a line, you know, a wait line. Yeah. Because I'm sure you see the little like, I, in my head, it's just this one big board and it's just little red flashing lights. And that's, that's what you see for 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. It's <laughs> we're, we're digital, you know, we're, we're the digital age. Huge lever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what do you love about, like, what do you love best about your job? Um, I have two daughters. One of them's nine, one of them's five. And I get to tell them that I'm helping people and that is really rewarding. I remember when my nine-year-old now was probably four or five um, and an ambulance drove by and she's like, look, someone's getting help because she knew that, you know, dad sends yeah. help to people. And so, you know, I'm, I'm with her, but, it, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, she didn't quite get, grasp the concept of I'm not actually the one doing that, but I have a lot of people that I work with that all that are doing that. And anyway, um, it's very rewarding to be able to tell them that I get to help people. Yeah. Well, it seems like you're doing a great job because uh, you are our number one dispatcher of the United States of America, which is crazy. Or is it yeah. North America as well? When they say North America, is that Canada it's too? It's Canada included. Yeah. Steven, that's <laughs> so cool. Yes. Take that Canada. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Nah, I, I, have, <laughs> I have some friends who are Canadian, so. <laughs> and a coworker. We have an audio producer. I'll make sure that she knows. <laughs> yeah, well, Stephen, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy workday. Uh, we appreciate all the work that you do. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for, for everything. I was glad to be able to do it. Thank you for having me. And now for your microdose of news. 
A federal judge has ruled that Oregon's Measure 114 is legal under the U.S. Constitution's Second Amendment. That's the gun permitting system and high-capacity magazine ban passed by voters last year. But even with the ruling, the law is still on hold because of a challenge in state court. And dozens of organizations are calling for a renewed investment in Portland Street Response, the city's mental health crisis response team. Forty organizations and local leaders submitted a petition calling the city to end a hiring freeze and to allow the group to respond to more types of 911 calls. The public lobbying campaign comes after City Commissioner Rene Gonzalez moved to halt an expansion of the program from operating 24-7, which is a necessary change in order to attract some federal funding. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support the show, please just share it with a friend or leave us a good review. It really does help us out. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. Slim's.